and welcome to Ohanga. My name is Caroline, and today I'll be speaking with Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. Hi. How are you, Caroline? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. All right. We're going to jump right in and start off with what kind of art do you do? Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm uh, in, in my involvement with Ohanga, I'm, I am doing one-of-a-kind jewelry some beaded jewelry, some metal jewelry. My training is as a theatrical costume designer. I've been doing that for 40 years. I still, I continue to do it and I'm teaching also. Um, but the jewelry is something I've been doing on the side for a little while. And um, now I seem to be getting, it seems to be not steamrolling, but getting, I'm doing more of it. And I've joined a local artisans co-op and so I'm more involved in that. So it seems like I'm concentrating a little more on the jewelry than I was before while still doing the theatrical costume design. So you do, it sounds like you kind of do a, a range of some things, but if you can tell us how you got involved with art, I know that's kind of a big question, but even if it's, you know, how you got involved with costume design and right. how, that, how that changed, you know, can you walk us kind of through your artistic journey? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because uh, I, I've always, I can't remember a time when I wasn't making things with my hands. I always made things with my hands as a child. Um, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an excellent artist, like a fine artist, um, but I always drew, I always made things, I always put things together um, with, just with found objects or fabric or, that kind of thing. So I, I, if my hands aren't busy, I feel very unproductive. At growing up, I was always into some artistic area. Mm. Um, mostly, I want to say, not necessarily drawing or painting, but mostly making things uh, with my hands. And I, it's funny because I found some stuff in a box recently that I had made when I was a kid. Um, that were um some were made and, and some of it was jewelry interestingly enough but made oh. out of paper and that kind of stuff and, and and objects that i found and glued on it and things like that so um i think and art was very much encouraged in my home even though um my parents weren't um weren't educated in the traditional sense uh they really loved the arts music dance any kind of visual arts and so that was always encouraged in my house we would go to to theatrical productions or we would go to a museum or that kind of thing go to hear music so art was always encouraged in my home and I think that besides my natural artistic bent I think you know I, I come I came out of the womb with that I think um that my parents really encouraged that in yeah. me that's very cool. So I, it's interesting. I heard you say that you're always working with your hands and not very much like fine art. Is there like a certain closeness that you kind of have to feel with the piece? I think that's true. That That's interesting. I never really thought about it that way. But um, I think that's true. I need uh, because what I do as a costume designer is very tactile. I'm always right. fabrics. And um, we do do some jewelry at, as, you know, as part of costume design. Uh, so that, that was kind of a, like an adjunct to the costume design when, when I first started out. But um, 
yeah, because what I do is very tactile. I do like to um, feel things and feel their energy. Yeah. I think it's a different type of work, you know, you have, it seems like you have more control over it. I think so. And I couldn't, uh, you know, sometimes I look at um, folks who are doing validly artistic things online. And I think, I, I don't think I could do that. I need to go, oh, look, look ooh, feel that thing or feel that, oh, that stone feels really cold in my hand. I want, you know, or, you know, that fabric has such a beautiful texture. So I need to feel that in right. order to, to, to feel as if I'm creating something. Yeah. So is there any person that particularly influenced your artistic pursuit? I don't really recall as a, as a child, anyone really influencing me. Um, in particular, I think it was just the arts in general mm -hmm. that I was drawn to. And then as I got older, I, um, I became involved with a local theater company and I was, you know, 14 and a lot of the people that belonged to this, it was a club. A lot of people that belonged to this club were older mm -hmm. and, um, and not singling anyone out. They pretty much all of them embraced me as if I were a peer. Mm -hmm. I mean, and these people at the time were, so old you know older than me you know 35 40 some even older but they embraced me as a peer um and so I felt very comfortable in expressing myself in that environment so I think it was a whole group of people um, that influenced me and then um in college I had a a ment a costume design mentor um who just passed away right right before COVID um Joy Emery, uh, and she very quietly nurtured my interest in costume design, kind, of, but really quietly. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I decided to become a costume designer after years after I had left my undergraduate school, her response was, "Well, what took you so long?" <laughs> so it's that kind of that kind of thing. And and I think. Um, she was a great, great influence on me. And um, the other person that was an influence on me, although I only met him once through someone else was Marcel Marceau. Um, he had been a friend's teacher and I met him once through, through my friend. And he was such a, an interesting and articulate man, the way he spoke about art. Mm. Um, and his devotion to what he did, which was uh, not a mainstream art form mime. Uh, and, and so his devotion to what he did and how he felt as if uh, he was destined to do it. Mm. And that the, his, it, as he used to like to say his art, he didn't do his art, his art did him. Okay. And I, I, that phrase always stuck with me. Yeah, I like that. So is there any primary motivation or inspiration for your art? You know, I just like to make things. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like to make things. And I see, I think 
I don't know if it's this way with all artists or, but I know it is this way a lot with costume designers that I see the possibilities in all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So I might look at an object that somebody else would walk by and I'd say, oh, that would make a great blah, blah, blah. If I did this to it or that to it, I'm observant mm -hmm. and I look at things and I think, oh, this could be something other than what it is somehow. And, and so there's kind of a transformative nature to what motivates me. Yeah. I think when you're already like naturally artistic, you kind of just see things differently. You know? Yeah, I, I, I believe that that's true. So do you have any particular themes that emerge from your art? I think humans have always from time immemorial had a need or an impetus to adorn themselves. Mm. However they do it, if it's through tattoo or the way they, uh, the way they wear clothing or some kind of jewelry or ornament, hairstyle. I think that human beings have an impetus to do that just, just instinctively. Have you had any obstacles um, that you faced in pursuit of your art? I started doing it for a little while and took some classes at RISD and, and uh, took some private classes with local jeweler, jewelers, sorry, jewelers. <laughs> and then, um, you know, then dropped it, it got busy, dropped it, got busy with other stuff. And then, oh, I still want to do this, picked it up again, got busy doing the dropped it. And then I finally, about 10 years ago, I finally said, I'm going to, I'm just going to see what happens with this. And so it's been this strange up and down kind of journey um, until I got involved with Harborview Artisans. And so that I've been able, I've had a place to focus because before I was just doing it for myself and having sales every year personally and that kind of stuff. I wasn't really, I'm not a self promoter. Right. So that that's one of that's you know one thing I know I'm not good at. Um, and so having the focus of a group of artists that you're involved with is has been important for me. And that's why I was drawn to the Ohanga idea because I can see how I'm responding to being part of this other group is helping me to um, grow and to, to want to do more and to want to do different things than I have been doing. I kind of want to talk about maybe where you get your supplies, uh, what materials you use when you're making a piece? I have been collecting things for years as part of, you know, my sensibility in terms of costume design and stuff as well. So I've been collecting bits of metal and spare parts and beads. And so I tend to draw a lot from those things I already have. And then a few years ago, it seems to be more popular now, um, I got into these um, uh, free-form stones, like rose quartz or qu quartz stones, like rose quartz or aqua blue quartz or things like that that were rough cut. Mm. 
So they're free form and no two are alike. Um, and I loved them. They really spoke to me. I'm like, oh, I love the shapes. I love the fact that no two are alike. Um, so that means that every piece of jewelry I make is different on some level. Right. Um, which I, which is my kind of sensibility. Mm. And so though the, those rough cut stones really inspired me, I think, to create more. I get my supplies in different places. I get some things online. Um, you know, I go to flea markets and look around. It's amazing what you can find if you're looking or things that people are discarding, like a, a, not discarding, but selling a, a chandelier drops, which are really great looking. And, yeah. you know, I've made into some necklaces and things like that so that they don't necessarily look like chandelier drops. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that my first love is metalsmithing. Okay. I haven't been able to do as much of it as I'd like because I can't set up a metalsmithing studio in my house. But when I was taking the classes at RISD, I, I was taking metalsmithing classes. And I also took a, a metalsmithing class with a man in Saunderstown, Rhode Island. And there's something so primal about banging on a piece of metal um, and setting fire to it and shaping it and forming it while it's hot. And I mean, it's just, it's so satisfying. I remember that having this epiphany at one of the RISD classes, I was all alone. It was studio time. You, you had a certain amount of studio time when you were in the class. And I was all alone in the studio, this big studio. And I was working at my bench. And then I got up and I was, I don't know, I don't even remember what I was making, but I think a ring and I had it on the anvil and I was banging on it and I had on my leather apron. And I, I kind of looked down at myself and I thought, I think I was a blacksmith in another life. <laughs> it's that kind of, this yeah. is, I was banging on this thing going, this is so satisfying. It was, it was primal and it was, it was like, oh, oh, the universe is telling me something. So metalsmithing is my first love and I haven't, been able to pursue it as thoroughly as I want to. I keep going back to it now and then and back to it now and then and getting getting a little better at it and a little better at it. So do you have a particular workspace in your house and what, what's it like? I do. I have a room on the third floor, like bedroom size, you know, smallish bedroom size that already had a, a built-in desk area in it which was kind of fun under a window. So, and some shelves. So um, that's where, and I do have a, a bench though, as well, a jewelry bench so that I can use that um, when I'm doing the metal smithing things, but the beading and that kind of stuff I usually do at that table um, or that desk. And it's right under the window and I can open the window and I can use, if I'm, if I'm doing anything with an alcohol lamp, you know, I can, I can get my ventilation. Yeah. It's messy because I have a lot of projects going at the same time. I'm usually not just working on one thing and finish that up and then go to another thing. Cause as I'm working on one thing, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I think I have this other beat, not for this, but you know, it'll just get in my mind and then I'll put it over in the corner. Okay. And then things pile up over there and I make that thing. Um, so it is a bit messy. I'm trying to get more organized. I have been trying to organize it. 
So is there any time of day that you work? Um, do you work with music? Do you work in silence? Like what's, what's your schedule type? Yeah, there's, I don't have a schedule. Um, I work around my teaching schedule or my production schedule. So sometimes, and because my studio is on the third floor, I can get up in the middle of the night and just go in there and I'm not disturbing anyone. Yeah. Um, which is nice. And I have done that many, many times. If I can't sleep, I'll just I'll get up and I'll make something. Uh, so I don't have a particular schedule uh, that I work on. And sometimes it'll be, oh, I have this whole weekend free. That's unusual, but I have a whole weekend free. I'm just going to do work all weekend. I'm just going to work all weekend. When I'm working, I generally like to um, listen to music. Or if I'm feeling like I need to hear voices, um, I may I may put the TV on and listen to Law and Order because I've seen mm -hmm. all of them. Yes. So they go, oh, that one. That's so comforting. It's like mac and cheese. So it's so comforting. And I know, oh yeah, I know that story. So I'm hearing the story. I could still work, and I st but I don't have to watch it. Yeah. So, um, but my favorite. Do you have a favorite mostly, Law and Order? Is it um, SVU? Is it Criminal Intent? I think it's yeah the. I think it's the the original Law and Order is my okay. favorite, and then SVU. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And then criminal intent is third. I sometimes I just like quiet. I'll just go up there and shut the door. And just, you know, if the window's open, you can hear noise from the street. I live in I live in the hood, you know, I live in, I live in an urban area. But it's nice. So you can hear birds outside, or you get the right. sirens coming down the street, but just the natural sounds of what's going on outside is nice because oh, you know, a lot of times you don't want to be distracted by anything, even music. So I do want to ask one more question before wrapping up about the metal the metal work, do you have to go somewhere else? You, I know you said you can't have yes. that in your house. Like, where do you usually go to, to do that work? I haven't been doing much metalsmithing recently, but um, I can, there's a lot that I can do in my house. I can okay. do sawing and filing and piercing and all those kinds of things in, in my house at my, at my bench, at okay. my jeweler's bench. But if I want to use a torch, I need to go to somebody else's studio. So I have, I have friends who are jewelry designers. So um, I can go work with them at their studio. So is there anything we, all, we didn't touch on that you want to let us know you think is important, either about you or about your work? I really enjoy doing it. And I, and I feel a great sense of satisfaction when I finish a piece. The same way I feel when I finish a show, when a show is up and running, I'm like, done, good. I can look at it and, and see, oh, I made that um, with costume design, but with the jewelry too, I can look at that and say, oh, I, I, ma I made that and I'm happy with it. If I'm not happy with it, I'll start over. But I made that, I'm happy with it. And then when someone purchases it, I'm like, okay, oh, somebody got it. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, because I think some of what I do is not, well, a lot of what I do, no, some of what I do is not really mainstream jewelry. Okay. Yeah. It takes the right person to come along and say, oh, I want that. And sometimes I'll make something, I go, nobody's ever going to buy this. 
but I like it. So I'm making it. And then somebody will buy it and I'll say, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's very joyful to kind of have that connection. Yeah. And I, I, it's probably that way for every artist though. You know, a painter, a sculptor, they'll say, I'm really happy with that. Oh, nobody's ever going to buy that. And then somebody says, I love, you know, I mean, I think, I think all artists go through that. Probably there isn't one artist who doesn't, I would say, but that, do creating brings me great joy it's not a chore it's not i mean it's work technically but it's not it doesn't feel like work yeah Yeah. it just feels like something i want to do and need to do and that brings me great joy 